Now everyone's making it in film and TV, but we don't really know how. Here we uncover the truth. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast. Welcome to the Your Cinema Podcast today. This is the place where we explore the truth about the film and TV industry as well as theatre. And we hear it directly from those who are making waves in their respective fields. Um, so I, I came across this doc and um, these two amazing filmmakers, um, I think maybe about a week or two ago. And I thought, you know what? We have to get these two on the pod. Um, they literally spent all their savings, including funds for a house deposit um, to take a trip to L.A. to like just try and better their careers in film and TV. And it's quite inspirational um i introduce to you filmmakers adesola corelli and stephanie okora for what's going on guys boop, 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 boop. hey <laughs> true <laughs> let's do it let's do it no it's a pleasure to um have you guys on the pod um i i've only seen the trailer but it looks phenomenal and i i was just really excited watching it um on the intro, I haven't really given a rundown of the projects that you guys have done because I want you guys to. Um, can you guys both like introduce yourselves individually and like, yeah, what you do? Okay. Um, so my name is Adesola, but I also go by Adesi. I am a writer, so I write comedy, drama, um, and I've had a few script commissions through that. I'm also a content creator, so I make a lot of storytelling content about life and its various woes and journeys <laughs> and lessons I've learned along the way. And I'm also a development producer, so I help other writers to develop their ideas, to get them to a pitch level standard, to pitch to production companies. So, yeah. Love it. Um, and I'm Stephanie. I'm a director-writer. I work across the narrative, documentary and music space, um, working on music videos, short film um, and documentaries. And um, yeah, aside from that, I'm also a creative researcher and treatment designer. So I kind of help people um, develop and communicate their ideas, packaging, in it, packaging it in the best way possible to hopefully win the job and make some work. So yeah that's a bit about me and what I do I love that I love that um a lot of development in there um and I think you know you guys are probably playing down some of the things that you've done um but I did do um some research and you guys are both doing like great work like you've had stuff commissioned by YouTube like BBC you've worked with like Academy Film like the list I could be here for a while just listing like individual things that you've done right but knowing that you've you've made some sort of waves and some sort of like serious inroads to to the industry what made you think like do you know what now like we want to go to LA um LA was it was birthed out of I'd say a pain point in my life <laughs> I was in um my mid-20s at the time and I felt like I'd failed because a lot of our friends, Steph and I share a lot of the same friends, they aren't creatives. They've grown up in the corporate world. They've achieved a lot of things. They've gotten their promotions and they've bought their houses. And I was looking at my life and looking at the creative journey and I was thinking, I have not matched any of that. 
And um, in the process of feeling very sad and down, um, I spoke to someone who was a bit older than me and she's like, she lives in New York and she's like, Adesi, just come to America and see what it is like. Like, take your mind off of it. You're young, live, enjoy. So I booked a ticket to New York, but I was also like, Steph, let's go to LA. Like, I'm a writer, you're a director. Let's make the most of it and make a trip out of it. And Steph was like, yeah, let's do it. We're calm. We bought the tickets and we had no idea that we'd end up making a film that is as good and as big as it is right now. So, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Stephanie, anything you want to add to that? Or where were you at when you got the call? Where was I at when I got the call? Do you know what? I feel like it was one of the... I don't know if I, like, we had it. I, I feel like we had spoken about it previously like oh like it would be cool if we just like i don't know went to america or something mm. but you know when you say these things and it's just like oh yeah cute ideas but it doesn't really leave the chat do you know what i mean yeah 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 <laughs> like was like i'm serious steph i'm going to america like are you coming or are you not and in that moment i was just like um like yeah why not <laughs> let's do it oh, um, like for me i just love if we say we're gonna do it i did not cross all the T's or the, all the I's yet yeah, I was just like do you know what like mm. it's something that we've we've spoke about doing it's something that we should do that was, I feel like that was also a year of like we're just we're 25 man like let's take mm. risks out let's do the fun things have adventures we might not get this time again so I was just like we'll figure whatever it is we'll figure it out um and so yeah in that moment I literally was just like sign me up um we booked our tickets and the rest was history I love that. I love that. So you guys have like booked the tickets, right? And like, so you're going, you're going. What I wanted to know is like, what were you guys expecting to achieve by going? I think no one really knew fully. What? <laughs> no one really knew fully or expected to achieve. I think the name of Leap is very like self-explanatory. I think each step of the journey of making this film was taking a leap of faith. Um, we knew that we bought the tickets and buying the tickets was fine. But our first hurdle was finding somewhere that we could afford for three weeks. And I think in theory, going to LA sounds fun. But in reality, it's one of the most expensive cities in the world. And as a creative that was complaining about my life struggles, I didn't factor that in when we bought our tickets. So our first major issue was finding somewhere to stay. And it was praying about finding accommodation that was safe because LA, there's it's a mix. It, you get best of both worlds. So finding somewhere that was safe and finding somewhere that actually made sense. And then once we had managed to find a location and we'd paid all of that money into finding accommodation, then we were like, we have to make sure that this trip is worth the money that we paid for because we're spending three weeks there. And um, Steph had bought a new camera and we were like, okay, let's, let's record it. Let's see what happens. But at the time it was like, let's make it a cinematic vlog. It wasn't really a documentary. Um, and as we got there, we realized that, you know what? This has to be worth the money. <laughs> We've invested so much. <laughs> we had the conversation before we went and I was actually like no this can't be a vlog you know this can't be a vlog. <laughs> this is, has to be a real film do you know what I mean like this has to be <laughs> oh, <laughs> a series um mm -hmm. 
and like whether it should be separate. I was like, I was like, no, one film, one set film. It's gonna be a film, and that's what we're gonna do. And yeah, like just, but it was very much like we did not know how on earth we were gonna do it, and like obviously our ambition was to make a film, but we were just like, oh, whatever we were able to capture and like pull to and I think it was more so um, a way to make sure, just ensure that the money that we're about to spend or our investment in this trip um, was worth a while. <laughs> Once we started to look at the numbers and <laughs> really understand what we were getting, we were like, let's do something that we can up <laughs> <our> control. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, so Stephanie, you told me... Um, it was it it was I think was it was today? Yeah, it was last week, right? When I when you when you showed me the trailer, right? And you were just telling me about like the camera. And mm-hmm. like would because you didn't have a camera before the trip. So how did that come about and how did you secure that? Um so what had happened was we were looking on like Fat Llama and all of those things to see how much it would cost to rent it. And like the numbers just weren't making sense. Like when you do the maths, it's like, can I not buy my own thing? <laughs> but, like, um after that, at that point I could not afford to buy a camera. Um so it wasn't on my mind like it wasn't even on my mind to do so. But I was just speaking to um a friend and mentor of mine called Dio. Shout out Dio, I hope he watches this. Um but he I was just like, oh like I don't know what to do. Like don't have this camera and I think I could really help us right now um and it was like we're gonna get a camera today and I was like sorry are you gonna pay for it or because I don't know (laughs) how that's gonna happen and it was like you can finance it there's good ways to like if like do it on credit and you can pay it over like two years or whatever and I was like oh my gosh I never thought of that that never crossed my mind and I was like oh my gosh and then he literally sat with me on the phone walked me through the whole process of buying it and on credit and by the end of the call I had bought the camera it was coming in a few days so that was literally how I got the camera and then yeah with that we were able to take the trip and shoot I love this I love this so you've taken the leap of faith um i.e the name of the documentary you've taken a little bit of faith of faith to book the tickets you finally found somewhere that is safe and maybe somewhat affordable or you can somehow afford it then i guess funds are so low that now you've borrowed the money to get the camera right to make and document this amazing cinematic experience cool let's say You've arrived in LA. What happens day one? Um, day one, I don't know if filmmaking was on our minds. I think day one, we were just gassed to be in America. We were just gassed to be on the streets. We headed to McDonald's and we said, you know what? Let's eat. <laughs> it was very much, let's take it all in. Um, let's actually see what LA and Hollywood is like. It wasn't necessarily, we've got a game plan we're going to record this, we're going to have a shot list, we're going to have this. Because in reality, we didn't know what we were filming. And I think the beautiful thing about Leap as a whole is that the story writes itself through the journey. The, like, 
I think as filmmakers, we know it's important to plan as a writer. We know it's important to know your ending before you begin. But the reality is that we didn't know anything. We went there and we were going to document our journey and say, let's have this storyline or let's do this. But the reality of the film of Leap is we really found out what the story was in the edit. And in this process, the recent months that we've had up until this process of making Leap, we were really figuring out what we were actually saying. And I think the beautiful thing about it was just that we had a backpack and the camera came with us everywhere. We take it in turns. I think if anything caused contention on this trip, it was who's carrying that heavy <laughs> camera around. Because the reality was filmmaking is heavy. No one yeah. talks about this. I'm just a girl. I don't want to carry things. <laughs> so yeah. The bag is your time to carry it. Yeah. I need like <laughs> people blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh like yeah how many people was your crew it's, just, like, it's just awesome this camera bag do you know what I mean like <laughs> <laughs> wow that's amazing okay cool so right because the story is right in itself let's put the camera to the side and what what happened in that in in those three weeks whether we start from the first week like because and I guess the reason I'm saying that is because you've gone to this country to make something happen. So then what happened? Um, it's, I think this question is it's tricky to answer because the more we say, we're also giving away the film. Because I feel like Leap is a film about making a film. And mm-hmm. the whole process is documented in that. But skimming across the surface, and feel free to correct me, Steph. <laughs> is we met a series of people who we typically not have access to and we were able to somehow manage to incorporate them within our journey and it was an experience that constantly would blow our minds throughout because Steph and I knew nothing and knew no one and suddenly we knew everyone and and that's, that's what happened it was very so many moments of I guess serendipity in that mm. like just oh we go in go to this place and bump into this person and like go, like there was no major plan of like who we wanted to be involved we just thought we'd meet some cool creatives whilst we were mm. out record our conversations but mm. there was no like plan in, t- in terms of like talent and mm. just like bump into these people at like random places and then um be introduced to this person and that person and just end, like where we ended up <laughs> we were really quite like confused and surprised by um so yeah it's very much like a story that unfolded in a way that neither of us could have anticipated and it it felt very much like god kind of ordered our steps towards how how things were supposed to pan out Mm, no I agree yeah LA it does have that 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 feel and that thing of like there's always someone around or people there when you when you're there and I guess I'm not I'm not sure if you had this experience well it's you probably did hence the key moments in the doc but I remember when I went and, you know, you're seeing people and meeting people that, like, you've grown up watching, right, and are, like, feel, like, 10 million miles away and 
you're having a conversation with them and they're giving you their phone number and their emails. And it's like, what? Like, because I, I, I don't know. I think it's like the American thing. Like over here, we're very closed. So to, to get anywhere, there's a lot of like grit and bashing on doors and following up with people. But in America, it's like, it's, it's almost the opposite where if you don't know someone, but someone knows someone, it's almost like they thrive on making those connections, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know if that if that's the kind of experience that you guys had too. I would very much agree. Like that was something that we'd actually observed whilst we were out there. Like it's a different culture out there. It's very much like, where are you trying to get? What do you need to get there? Let's yeah. see how it happen. Um, and I think there's an element of... I think here, like you said, there is a lot of, like, it feels a lot more, like, closed um, mm. in terms of, like, those kind of spaces and um, get, gaining access to certain opportunities or to certain people mm. over there. I think there's there seems to be, and obviously we were only there for three weeks, I guess, like, there's still more to learn of, like, how everything works, but mm. I do felt, I did feel like it was very much a, if you win, I win. How can I help you get there? Um, kind of yes. mentality. Um, and we were very much like benefactors of like that and really experienced that. Um, yeah, things were just so much more open. Everyone like, it's kind of like, cause it's so many, there's so many like stars out there and there's so many people that is hot, like that are hustling and it's like, oh, like, um, okay, you have 200K followers. What else you got? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> Like everyone's doing it, do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like there's this freedom and people are so much more open and yeah, that's how I felt about it. What about you, Odessi? Um <clears throat> I'd say LA taught us or in that in that whole journey of meeting people, it taught us that everyone is literally a phone call away. But I think if anything, it showed me more of the humanity of like celebrities, humanity of like these big filmmakers, of writers, of songwriters, of artists, because you're really just seeing that everyone is really out here trying to make their dreams come true. And you have to speak with confidence and speak with this form of like authority so that people believe you. And that's something that Steph and I had to really learn along the way. I think being British, being women as well, in an industry where sometimes people don't take you seriously until you've blown or until you've received your flowers. Sometimes it's really hard to vo vocalise your talent or to vocalise your skill set or to vocalise what you do. And I think going to America, you're meeting people who haven't done half of what you've done, but they're shouting very loudly and they're very vocal. And they're very much like, I do this. I'm, own I'm an owner of this. I'm a this, I'm a this. And then very quickly we realise that we have to catch on in order to get to the places we want to get to so yeah that's what i'd say do you know what i love that desi because like over here yeah to do stuff you really it it does take quite a lot so you know when people say oh if you can make it in a particular place you can make it anywhere the, like the ingredients you need to thrive in the UK or even have the kind of CV and the kind of work that you guys have done because there's like, and it's quite innate 
the the understanding that someone giving you their email address doesn't mean anything until you've had the meeting they like it you get to know them because it's so much easier in america it's like you you're kind of overtrained mm-hmm. to be able to like really because you know you know like in the uk if you go somewhere you're and you see someone that you're like oh my days i've been meaning to meet you you're very inclined to make a beeline for them at some point in the evening right so then when you go to america and these people are bigger etc because you've been trained on how hard it is in the uk america's a piece of cake like that well that's that's how i feel anyway um so then what i think is interesting about what you guys said is that like the shouting about it which is which from the british aspects of things is not really our default it's more like we'll just get the work done and our our work will speak for us but then in america they've got that thing of like yeah nah they'll do a lot of talking and maybe the work doesn't always match up but you know in america there's that thing of like being a star mm. but then with us is about the craft mm, yeah so yeah I think that's really interesting. Um, Cool. So a lot of people go to LA, right? And, you know, it's very eye-opening for them. People come back with epiphanies on what they really should be doing, etc. Now that you guys have been, right, how would you plan better or even advise others who are looking to, to, to go in the future for making, like, a trip like this? Um... I think, first of all, if you're going on extended period of time, have some money saved up because if you can't drive, <laughs> Ubers will be your best friend. And Steph and I spent like a grand on, on Ubers. Like it was actually crazy, the amount of money that was spent on transportation. Um, but I'd also say have a openness to talking to people and like just finding out more about people and being friendly because I think in the UK as we've spoken a lot about earlier is that people are very reserved whereas in America you'll go to a coffee shop and someone can strike up a conversation for no reason and that person could really change your life so Mm -hmm. we're realizing that we realize very quickly is that being friendly and being open and talking to people and being up for things is very much the way forward um, I think what helped us a lot is at the time Steph had a Soho House membership and Soho House gave us access to so many people in ways that we wouldn't have expected through events, through just meeting people and through literally just chilling in the area and it was helpful. And the thing about it is that you don't necessarily need to have the membership in particular, like I went through Steph, but they also have a lot of events that non-members were able to go to. And through those networking events, that's when we were able to make friends that we still talk to till today and meet people who introduced us to other people. Um, And I think also just going out of your way to go to, like to really curate that American experience. So as much as we did tourist things, like, LA was a holiday, it was a working holiday. We did holiday things on our day off, on our days off. (laughs) 
But mm. majority of like the events and the things we went to were things that other people who had moved to LA were going to do. So we kind of submersed ourselves in the culture of really just making out like, if we lived here, where would we go? What would we do? You're going to this flea market. We're going to go to this flea market. You guys are going to this event. We're going to go to this event. And we made the most of that because that's how we were able to connect and really um, meet and make them like have beautiful connections. And I also had my agent set up a few meetings for me in LA ahead of time so that I can just touch base and like be made familiar with how things work in America. Um, And I think that was helpful. So I think talking to people we've been before networking ahead of time because instagram is real and you can befriend people on instagram and just being open to really taking the american way of life and yeah i love that i love that steph any anything you'd like to add to that um yeah no i would kind of just like echo some of uh, desi's thoughts i would say like plan as much as you can in terms of the people you want to speak to and like um there's an element of like when you're planning a trip like this and yes like you must be open to like whatever could happen but like there's (laughs) I feel like there's kind of this vision of like you land and it's like I'm here everyone (laughs) and the reality is nobody cares (laughs) so just because you've arrived here it doesn't mean that everyone is now ready and waiting to have a meeting with you or is ready to take you around or is ready to whatever so um if you can have if you do know anyone out there or know anyone that can put you in touch with people out there um start having those conversations and itinerary and have like having things in place from as early as possible because life over there is very fast-paced and very busy and the people that you thought you were definitely gonna see um it turns out when you get there that they might be busy or they might have flown to a different place for that for that yeah. time or whatever. So, um, yeah, just being like being as intentional as you can in regards to that. Um, what else would I say in terms of advice? I would say also just try and su- set yourself up for success in the best way. Like try yeah. and um, set up your project as if it is the best thing um, as much as possible. So, like, I think investing in the camera helped um eventually like we like we made a treatment that but that's something that we probably could have made beforehand um mm. uh, um for the trip just like i've i've learned from leap that our packaging and how much we cared about the project really helped other people care about it and mm. because we took it seriously other people took it seriously we didn't have much or to show anyone but our enthusiasm and belief in the project and people bought into it um and yeah i think it was just crazy to see how far that belief could take us before people actually saw it. um so yeah that's what i'd say sorry just to add one more thing i'd say that anybody who wants to go to la vocalize it to as many people in the UK as possible because I think that what helped the person who helped us get our accommodation like Steph was part of like a group chat like mailing this 
And a random person saw that and was able to point us in the right areas to live in, in LA, because mm. otherwise we would have booked somewhere very unsafe <laughs> and very chaotic. But we realised that through vocalising things, people know people across the pond. Like, you realise that everyone is connected in some way, shape or form. And mm. I think you may underestimate who could actually help you already or who could put you in contact with other people. I love that. I love that. No, that's amazing. Thank you, guys. Um, I want to take it back, right? Um, I want to know, given like you guys, your track record and some of the things that you've done, how did you each get like your first professional commission or work? Hmm. First professional commission in regards to like uh, getting into the industry. Or commission in regards to like a, a bit of a break in the industry. A bit of a break. Bit of a break. Ooh. Um Okay, so I'd say for writing, I I went to your cinema event actually. And oh, um oh. it was a workshop run by um that you were running, but Kaide with me was giving the workshop. Yeah. And at that point in time I just finished a scheme with Sky that kind of trained you on like writing short films and like getting through to like making a film. So I had like a fresh script and Kaide is very much proactive and he's like, send me your script. So I sent him the script and he liked it. And through that, we built this partnership of going back and forth and kind of becoming creative partners in that process. And I eventually went on to like development producing for his company, but working together enabled for us to get a script commission with the BBC. And that was a break. And I'd say that's through like genuine connection and through the power of networking and actually attending events. Me, I don't, I, networking is not my bag naturally. Like I like to network through meeting people in conversation, but going to events always overwhelms me. So being able to go to an event like a Your Cinema Workshop and meet Kayade and meet other people there as well. Like there's a lot of people who are, who are at that event that we're still friends with to this day. Wow. And, um, yeah, that that's what gave me my break into the industry, which eventually let me get an agent and establish me more in the writing world. Love that. Love that. I wasn't expecting that, but okay. Love <laughs> it, love it, love it. See, it works. Um, <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie. Um, <clears throat> I'd say maybe two things, actually. I think um, the YouTube-commissioned film um, documentary that I did, um, mm -hmm years back now um was probably that that was a, the first official commission that i had got mm -hmm. um, and i but i wouldn't necessarily say it, i think it was my first big win but i don't think it was necessarily my way into the industry i feel like i made that film and it was great and the reception was great but um i still felt like an outsider like looking in at that point and i had this film which my friends and family and my my followers on Instagram thought was great, but I was just like, how do I how do I get the right people to see it, and how do how do I get in here? So I think what happened for me, similar to Odessi, was I connected. Um, I actually connected with a director called um, Savannah Leaf, um, and I had literally just I think someone rec recommended her to me based on the work that I had done. And was like, I think she'd be a great mentor for you. Like her work, I think resonate would resonate with you. I don't know her personally, but I think she would work well. <laughs> and I was like, okay, thank you for the recommendation. 
I'll just uh, try and get in contact, eh? <laughs> and yeah, I literally just DM Instagram. But I think what was great was that because I had some work to show, um, there was like evidence that I was trying with what I had. And mm. yeah, she mm. me with Academy Films. Um, explained the position that I was in. Like I've made a few films now. Like I don't really know what to do next, but I don't have any money. So how do we make this work? And she was like, <laughs> she was like, you can do paid shadow work. You can be a director's assistant. You can make treatments and stuff. And I have quite a heavy graphic design background, and I also write. So she's like, she was, she was like, oh, like, can you do these things? And I was like, yeah, I can write. Yeah, I can design. Yeah, I can do. Uh, these were just skills that I had. And she was like, okay, you'd make a great director's assistant or treatment designer. You can do this. Um, so I just started making like dummy treatments to kind of show um, to people. Um, and yeah, like um, next thing you know, I was on a call with the MD of Academy Films, and they got me on a job with another director called Seb Edwards. And then I was like, how do we make this a full-time full time gig? Um, wow. I'm working with Nathan James Tetty at um, Untold Studios um, as a director's assistant. And then, yeah, I've been in the space, like designing treatments, assisting directors with bringing their visions to life. That was kind of where it started from and has been like the other thing that I've done. Um, but that put me in the space and showed me how things really work from like an industry perspective i love that man well done to you both um i guess my final my final question to you guys is that like now that you've done the doc um and well done on i guess personally going through that experience but also you know making a film out of it what are you guys hoping to achieve this year what am i hoping to achieve this year so many things i think if i was to put it in a word i'd say impact like i hope that one um leap is a film that actually shows creatives what they can do with what they have and what a little bit of faith can do for them and where it can take them um i would say on like a personal creative level I want to make more work that means something I want to make more narrative films um but also documentaries with meaning and that really like challenge people's perspectives of their current reality in some way shape or form I think that's what I really have a passion for and like just creating creative work that is um executed to a high standard but really like speaks to um the hearts of people and encourages them um in some sort of way so that's something that I really want to do um and then yeah we're kind of like just thinking about outside of that as well like ways that I I could potentially um support creatives and like young people like breaking into the industry a bit more um looking also looking at um building out the treatment design and um, just helping people really like package their ideas well um, is something that I'm realising did wonders for Leap and I think how mm. much more did it do for all so many creatives out there so yeah just looking at how I can like develop that business from a business standpoint um, a bit more so that's me 
Love that. Thank you. And Adesi? Um, I'd say in regards to Leap-related stuff, I think Stephanie's emphasis is building like a community of people that are interested in taking more leaps of faith and seeing what that could do in regards to the world of Leap. Because I think when people watch the film, they'll definitely feel like inspired to see how they can challenge themselves to grow and take leaps of faith, which is exciting. Um, I'd say, personally, I'm writing a lot more, um, pushing, entering more of the writing bag, um, more comedy drama and a little bit of the drama world, even though I find drama quite scary. <laughs> and um, also pushing myself in content creation and really just finding the best way to tell stories and to make sure that people can... Yeah, people can have stories that are relatable, that they can engage with and that you don't have to think too much in order to understand. Um, so, yeah, accessible stories. I love that. I love that. Thank you guys so much. <laughs>